Strive Coaching Studio, guiding business leaders to meet the highest version of themselves. And now, here's Michelle, certified coach and founder of Strive Coaching Studio. Well, hello today, leaders and managers and everyone else who has decided that learning and hearing more about the topic of hiring and mastering hiring is something that appeals to you. I'm happy that you're here to listen. I am very passionate about creating wonderful and amazing cultures in workplaces, as I know you've probably heard me talk about before. And hiring is just yet another big component toward contributing to that. So thanks for being here. As I mentioned again, I'm um, happy to have you here. And so I'm curious from you, when you think about the hiring process or you think about hiring someone, I'm curious what you think about. What do you think about? Um, I know for me, I had a time when I used to absolutely just dread it. I love the idea of hiring a new person from the perspective that it would mean more help and support or assistance and guidance and a great opportunity for the company and those who work within the company. And I love the idea of creating an opportunity for someone else and the growth of our own company that it inherently implied. And I loved the idea of adding talent to our organization so we could learn from them and grow through their experiences and add to everything we already do well and just continue to expand more and more. So all of it in spirit and philosophically all excited me so much. But what I didn't love about it at all was all the work to establish all of the details and the placing of the ads. And what I dreaded and hated the most of all time was the flood of resumes that came through by the hundreds so fast, faster than I can even open them. There were three more sitting in my inbox and they all required my attention and they pulled me away from everything else I needed to do. They were like a weight sitting in my, on my chest that I just did not want to attack. I did not want to deal with it. So my solution back then was to procrastinate and ignore and pretend they weren't there, just telling myself that lie that I would carve out some time over the weekend or at night to go through them all. I knew it was highly unlikely that I would actually want to do that when the time come, would come, but what other choice did I have? I, I was so busy all day long and all week long, I didn't know how else to handle it. So I was an entrepreneur, a small business owner. I just couldn't see how it would fit in my day. And I didn't have anyone else to take it on for me. And as I continued to grow the company and I continued to mishire because I wasn't giving it the right time. And I continued to see failure and areas where others were either overworked or underqualified for what was required at the level we were or had become. I knew I needed to change. The whole process needed to change. I needed to change. I needed to grow into the leader that I needed to be and that my company needed me to be. I had a significant mind shift that time, at that point. Um, and that leads me to strategy number one of mastering the hiring process. Strategy number one is change your mind and change it right now. 
Stop thinking about all the reasons you don't need to make the shift and all the reasons that you're still needed and all the details and the things you've always done. Your brain loves the familiar, the comfortable, and what gives it such fulfillment and enjoyment. That is what your brain does, and it is perfectly normal that it wants to do that. But your company needs you to be more than that now. Your company or your business, even if you're an entrepreneur as I was, it doesn't care what you like or don't like, what makes you happy, excited, or fulfilled. It doesn't care that you think you're needed in something that everyone knows you're not needed in. The company, the business needs you. It needs you to be the leader of it and be responsible for its health and its longevity to protect it. That is your job. So just decide right now that you are going to change your mind and don't look back and that you're going to take the responsibility of that seriously. So number one is the most important and most significant first step. Once you make that decision and you make that change, the rest comes completely easily. So strategy number two in hiring mastery is get organized. For so many of us, and particularly in the small business world where there are many tasks and very few people to do them, the excuses are easily made and it becomes commonly accepted that things are not necessary in a nice, neat, organized fashion. We become okay with things not being tight, tightly wrapped up in a nice little bow, flying around by the seat of our pants or buzzing around too busy to finish anything completely or not being able to find or locate things becomes the norm. And while the business may have been able to pull that off out of necessity and desperation in the earlier, younger days of its life, once your business matures, it's time for its practices to mature too. It's time for it to grow up and be more responsible. This means get organized once and for all. So ask these questions, who does what? And do you still like those decisions? And do they still make sense? If you don't like those decisions, if you don't like what they're doing, change them. Next question, what are each person's very clearly outlined job responsibilities? And make sure each person understands them. Next question, what are your compensation packages and do they make sense? Are they well-researched? Are they in line with the companies and the specific department or the individual goals? Take a look at that. Next is what are the needs that are not being filled now? Create specific job description and compensation packages outlined clearly for any of those responsibilities or positions that are not covered once you do your analysis. And last, what will the needs and holes be in the future based on the company's business plan? So when you look ahead, what are you going to, what are you going to need or what will need to change? And go ahead and begin creating those job descriptions and compensation packages now so you can plan and look ahead. Now, strategy number three is to be clear on your mission, your values, and the culture you are creating. You have to be crystal clear. The only way you will attract the talent you desire for your company and those who are the best fit for you and for the company 
And for them is when you can communicate exactly who you are, where you're going and what your expectations are of them toward getting there. This means working on yourself as a leader and a business owner as well. Become aware of your own professional goals and where you need to grow so you can serve your company and your team best. And by the way, if the mission statement of the company needs updating, do it. Now's the time. This is the chance. Communi communicate it clearly to your current team so that they have the opportunity to get behind it and get behind your passion. And then communicate it clearly to your talent recruits and who you are trying to go after. Now, strategy number four is be the recruiter of your company. Go ahead and promote yourself to become the official recruiter. Deciding to make your number one most important role of the company to be attracting and recruiting the best possible new talent that you can attract is a game changer. When you recognize that the truth is that you are the only person who can be the face, the recruiter, and the networker of talent to your company, your mindset shifts toward entirely new actions, completely different buckets of resourcefulness, and new strategies toward creating it for yourself. The things you will do and the ways you will find to get yourself in front of the talent and the pool of people will blow your own mind, and you will have earned your title before you know it as official recruiter. This doesn't mean others couldn't or shouldn't within the company as well, but it needs to be one of your top priorities and your roles. It needs to be in your job description that you are the official recruiter so that the growth and the responsibility of what's in the best interest of the organization fall on a leader. Now, once you understand that, again, that doesn't mean you can't delegate the tasks and the, possibly the things to do, but you have to be the leader and you have to be the, an official recruiter, at least one of the official recruiters. That was strategy number four. So once I made those mind shift, sh those mind shifts in my, in my brain, I hardly ever had to post for a job opening again, let alone rifle through piles and stacks of resumes on the weekends or worse, ignore them altogether. I knew who I wanted and it was just a matter of timing after that. Now, once you've followed the simple strategies and put them into place, again, number one is change your mind. Number two is get organized. Number three, get clear and communicate it clearly. And number four is be the recruiter. The rest falls into place so much more easily. The upfront prep work of hiring is shortened, if not removed altogether. This will shorten the interviewing process dramatically since you're, you're putting yourself in the driver's seat. Your hiring quality dramatically improves and your turnover rate dramatically decreases, saving you money. You'll have an improved culture of your current team and those who joined and all will be aligned with the goals and clear on the expectations. There's so much value in you taking these strategies and putting them to use for yourself. Now, keep in mind, this does not mean that we're going to ignore a process that we won't be interviewing people thoroughly and checking backgrounds and still following and being intelligent and, and responsible to our business. But it does limit how many of those people you need to go through for that process. 
Now, through challenging times, this particular timing is interesting. As many companies are discussing bringing back employees from working at home and coming back into the office to get back to whatever a definition of normal might be. This is the perfect time to readdress all of the points that I just went through. What is different now? What did we miss? What have we been missing? What worked really well? What things should go and which things should stay? Do we need to rewrite job descriptions? Do we need to change positions? Now is the time to look at all of that and put yourself in a position where you are reviewing and making good strategic decisions about what you want before you just wave the magic wand and make that call to tell everybody to come back into the office. Be the leader. And whatever you determine to be the right decisions for you and your business and your team, the fact is it will be different in some way or possibly many ways than it was before. So let's take the time to reset the table, so to speak. Each person within your organization deserves the opportunity, as do you, to understand where we've been, where we are now, and where we are going. What are the new expectations for everyone? Let's re-interview people again. So everyone has the opportunity to have a voice and discuss what's important, what has changed for you and for them. Everyone who's in the position to be coming back deserves to be heard and have the opportunity to understand what's expected of them. You can spend the time now investing in this transition time, or you can spend the time later cleaning up the messes and experiencing the chaos of misunderstandings or failed expectations, the stress, disappointment all around. You won't avoid the issues anyway. So why not embrace it as an opportunity to tackle it head on and allow for the best possible outcomes for all? This is a matter of what type of leader you want to be and how you see yourself one year ahead in your business with your goals and all that's ahead for you and your entire team. What makes the most sense for you and how can you create the best possible situation for yourself, for your company, for your team? Now, listen, I get you. I know that it is sometimes easier to address the things that seem pr most pressing and not force, your, force yourself to plan or be strategic and set the tone for what you expect. That does take time and you have a million things to do. I totally get that. Let me tell you that working on your business is far more valuable and will generate so much more peace, time, success, and money for you than using that same time working in your business. Trust me when I tell you that I totally get it. It is so worthwhile. You already know that I'm going to say is what I'm saying is true. You just don't know where to begin. I can help you. You can make the mindset shift and then begin putting it all into place. I know how, and I know all the obstacles that will jump in your way and try to prevent it from happening. I can help. So let's chat about it. Next month's program is dedicated to hiring mastery. And now with the twist of rehiring mastery too. So when are you going to be ready to invest in yourself and in your company's future? Let's get started. I'll see you soon. Check out our show notes in the podcast section on strivecoachingstudio.com to read these valuable tips. And thank you for listening. 